in our policy to never pray by Borenium under any circumstance. Not because of the dangerous potential of Borenium, but because of the dangerous potential of you. Ah, uh, she's in it now. Uh, the argument is that Nixon feels child game with no real Okay, so I am going to disagree because I think there is value to hockey now. Um, but I do respect where you're coming from on that just because, like, you know, growing up in fight sports, I, I, um, I appreciate hockey's attempt at, at adding violence. Yeah. Um, but... Um, you know what really sucks? Baseball. He ain't lying. That's fair. I mean, I mean I'm with you. Okay. I'm with That's, you. Wait, you, you said, can, if you can eat while play the game, it's not a sport. Ouch. Oh, oh, so now we're going to shit all over bowling? <laughs> <laughs> Asshole. You think you just, are? Look, just, okay. It's my hottest take. I needed like I needed to get the heat. I mean, off Dixon see, I, I was there with you when you said it sucked. Because again, I'm not a huge fan of it, but I understand that there's strategy that people play it. I don't dismiss it as a child's game because I understand the strategy. Yeah, wait. Unlike Dixon, Dixon also said that ba- he respected baseball. Early in the conversation, he so respect a- baseball, which is like. If you can eat while playing the game, it is it. I I cannot take it seriously as a sport. So soccer, so soccer is out there because technically you're not using your hands. You can eat. No, 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 no. Because you're not <laughs> actually uh, you're not actually eating on the field, right? But you how can. how how common is it for for baseball and say for example like baseball players and uh, like sunflower seed companies to like to hook up and be like hey like use our product or things like that and they just spit it right on they I spit mean, it right on the grass and then some poor person has to clean that up later um i mean have you ever seen the end of a creation, football game yeah sir. the end it's of a football game creation. looks just like that like it's pretty disgusting on the sideline after a game but they're not actively eating dirt while they're playing is, is yes. the, on the playing. field of play. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Ken, Ken is out on this entire podcast. Ken, Ken, know, like, yeah. nah, Ken, Ken just got kicked out. <laughs> he bailed. He's uh, getting a drink. He doesn't. He doesn't respect this podcast. No, he's it, drinking it, while we're talking. How you, you, dare you, you leave my latest episode of Tangential Giants? <laughs> son of a new bitch. show that I'm launching in that I'm relaunching in 2023. <laughs> Yeah. You rewatched it. Just so, uh, soft, uh, reboot. soft reboot. Yeah. So, uh, Kareem, if you could introduce yourself to the audience, please. Uh, <laughs> you fucking bastard! No! God damn it! You are not going to play your reindeer games. God <laughs> <laughs> ah, damn it! He <laughs> said, I am out of here! <laughs> Oh, Wait a Lord. oh, look who comes crawling back. <laughs> he's he's contractually obligated. My my lawyers would come for him. That's all right. Fair. I signed I signed a stupid contract. Hey, hey ain't no ain't no law around here. Hey, law dog. No law around here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so Black Panther, huh? I'm really? Yeah, I love that segue, Pat. Perfect. Yeah. Super it's glad good. that my so, comment. Speak, speaking of Creed and that boxing movie, you know what else Ryan Coogler's done? He's also we done weren't a even movie. talking about Creed. I I was. We were talking about boxing, and that's that's. I went off in my own little rule over there and was talking about that because it's it's more tangential to my interest, which is so uh, different comic books and stuff. And so I just wandered off the path. Fair enough. Creed boxing go. So Creed follows the exploits of a young boxer by the name of Killmonger. What's up? Killmonger, Killmonger. Creed. Killmonger Creed. His name, his name is in the title. Kid. Have you never Creed? Have you never seen Creed? I have not seen Creed or Creed oh, Two, the new batch. This is some bullshit. You gotta watch it, kid. I, look at me. Man. When, when have I ever expressed my interest in sports? Aside from oh, I now I lost Pat. Aside from oh, Bucky, yeah. <laughs> aside from the Mighty Ducks and the replacements, um, 
you th- that's like my level like little giants is my level of of, of sports but movies what, what about okay let's put it this way what about creed would you say is not something you'd be entertained with i'm not saying that i have i'm not entertained with it i just it's one that i it's on the list of stuff, it gets pushed down in the queue because other keep because little giants. Because little giants. I was gonna say, how old, how old is Creed? Uh, six, six years. That's a fair question. I don't know. All uh, I know is, is it keeps getting pushed Rocky? down. Oh yeah, have you uh, seen Rocky? Not in the last ever twenty years. Have you? Have you yeah, have you seen? <laughs> okay, Rocky? yeah, but have you seen Rocky? Okay, so this is one thing where it's like there, have, that's not a yes. It's also it's not a no because it's like my my dad would have movies on. You know, your parents will have movies on. You're not like, oh, I'm so invested in this. Like I gotta watch every little minute, but like you'll but, see it. But so did you like, watch it? I saw there's a robot in one of them and he's got turtles, right? Cuff and Link. Like this is and I know he fights um uh Clubber Lang in one of them, who's played by Mr. T. I know that Apollo Creed dies in the ring to like I know the salient spoiler details. Alert, asshole. Yeah, spoiler alert, folks. Welcome to Kentown. Oh. Um, but I, wow. I know this, the details out of just the zeitgeist into your headspace as like pop culture. So like, I, I can't say that I've said, you and didn't answer the it. question. Yes or no. Have you, have you watched a Rocky movie from start to finish? No, that's the most salient. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, we're um, going to send you a DVD of Rocky five. You've really let Don't me send anything. He's going to put it in the queue and that means in the trash. No, no, no. <laughs> right. like, I, after, after I watched, uh, Rocky seven, Adrian's revenge. <laughs> He's he's gonna put it in the round file. Yeah, there you go. If you did watch the Rocky movie, you know that Adrian reference is is, is trash talk, buddy. This man right it's here, hurt, with it's his hurtful. Mug, just his, his his ever casual mug, mugging to the camera. I'm okay. It's right before we're recording this. Uh, we're recording my new relaunch of the show um, right before uh, New Year's, and uh, I'm a little bit under the weather right now. Thankfully, not COVID. Um. Uh. But yeah, I'm. I'm trying to drink tea, and by tea, I mean like it's just hot water, like a bag that I used three days ago, and like a ton of whiskey. It's a hot toddy, right? Because <laughs> yeah, I just don't. So want you, have lemon. Have lim- you have lemon and honey, and yeah, to make it a hot toddy. yeah. I, it oh. has honey in it. I just i I didn't put lemon in it before. Sorry, this. Uncle Iroh. My bad. Okay. Hey, you know what? Thank you. Thank you. That's a great reference. You know what? I'll take that. That's not my new nickname. Uncle you got Iroh. Uncle Iroh yeah, and you got Uncle Iroh and and before we started the show, you got Chocolate Thunder from me. So that's, yeah, that's pretty. You know what? Yeah, you're, you're Patrick, on the upswing. Patrick, why don't you call him Chocolate Thunder? <laughs> you're losing people left and right. <laughs> Like this show oh, ironclad. It, it got uncomfortable very fast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so uh, go ahead, Ken. That's a different podcast. Your Creed I host. Walk, walk, your, walk your way out of this Creed segway. Wait, Creed? Well, I mean, Creed I from the fantastic Ryan Coogler, also wor- who worked with the fantastic Michael B. Jordan. Not to be confused with Michael Jordan, but some might happen in some tune way. Who is Michael Jordan, Ken? Michael Jordan is a star of Space Jam. I fucking um, cried. I knew you were gonna say that. No way. What, no way it wasn't gonna what be did that. you think was gonna no happen way. there? And, like, and that is all. <laughs> we'll get us down the. Wait. Michael okay. Jordan. Hold on. Who is oh, LeBron bro. James? Michael Jordan is this. No, no. Who is the, LeBron James? Back, back to Michael Jordan. He, he's the supporting actor in uh, Trainwreck. Is that the movie? Exactly. He's wait, also Space Jam. With Space Jam again. Too. No, 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 no. I thought, I thought yeah. you were gonna go back to Space Jam. <laughs> yeah, uh, another, I'm trying to keep away from the Space Jam scenario here, guys. <laughs> no one well, that's the problem is that we 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 talk about anything except Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on and jam. All right, so go ahead, finish finish your segue no, to Creed. No, no. Okay. You got to Ryan Coogler. <clears throat> to right, no, I got to Ryan Coogler to Michael B. Jordan. Okay, Michael B. Jordan, okay. also known for his role as what well, the you know they were both in the same movie. They yeah. both worked on the same movie. Yeah, that's that's where get the there. Going. Yeah, I was I was already there. <laughs> a segue. Yeah, were you? He's, uh, he's yeah, seven, I was seven, there. Seven degrees you, of. Separation. I walked up to the door and you just you just you just closed it in front of me. I'm like, because you like you gate armed it. You gate armed the door handle. Gate arm? I don't I don't get that reference. I'm sorry. So yeah. in you sports, know, if you don't go all out to grab, catch a ball and you like short arm it, it's called gator arms. That's that's Gators why you use arms. a sports reference with me. That's like that's no. That's this is well, going to be the, the whole biggest show. sports fan we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Cont- wrap up this segue. 
Anyways, <laughs> he's from a little uh, no movie by um, also from Ryan Coogler, Black Panther, playing the fantastic Killmonger. Kill, Eric Killmonger, go forward. Come Eric. up and jam. Well, Killmonger. Yeah, Eric With, Killmonger. You, I mean, I think, okay, so so raise your hand if you're a parent here. Okay, so you can't did count. you give special consideration as to what you named your children as opposed to what your last names are? Like, it had to flow, right? Uh, I mean, that was consideration. It wasn't yeah, a necessity. Right? It has to mm-hmm. flow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. There's like there's a there's a consonance. Like there's like a there's like a sound yeah. to uh, a first name Cadence. connecting to a last name. Right. Thank you. Correct. Yeah. Um. So Eric Killmonger is not a great name. Well, it's, it's well, Eric isn't Killmonger the name he gives himself. Yeah, Eric Stevens is his is his slave name or his his. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I'm like, detect the lie. Detect the lie. Someone yep. quick. <laughs> Lord God, help that boy. His, his government no, name. He's, he's... Patrick he's is. Yeah, I mean, Patrick. Is it his slave name? Is it his slave name? <laughs> yeah, Pat, Pat. answer the question. We're gonna wait for you, Pat. I, I can neither confirm nor deny this at this time. <laughs> I, I gotta go. Something just came up. <laughs> Kobe Killmonger. <laughs> I mean, if you were to ask Eric, yes, he would say that is his slave name. Uh, I think I do, that that's. Yeah. yeah, I do appreciate saying Thanks. slave names and government names. So. Yeah, yeah, Kim. Kim is right. Yeah. Prima, where do you want us to start first? Like, this is such a big yeah, film. You know, um, I opened up the OneNote uh, to try and give us some direction. Okay, so uh, we could do a quick re- sh- recap of the movie. Whose show are you on? I'm not. I, I'm on your show. I'm just trying to help you produce. You could. You could. You could be the name. You could be the face. Just trying to help produce, buddy. See, that's the, that's the handshake right there. That's the hand yeah, it off. That was. It's beautiful. So, uh, welcome to. Wait, sorry, I gotta, I gotta. Yeah, welcome serious. to Tangential Giants. Uh, this is JPG uh, filling in for uh, Cream Anderson. And you sound like why the guy does this welcome. sound like NPR? Because I, because or, I or ninety four point seven, the wave. <laughs> okay, you know, don't don't trash the. wave. I love the wave. Okay, the wave. wave. Is, no one, the wave I, I grew up with that. The wave. No one okay. on this yeah. is trashing the wave. Yeah, I love the wave. Uh, Joining us as always, uh, Patrick. Well, would you mind uh, giving out your name and your social media, maybe even your social security number? My name is Patrick Kellenberger. You can find me at Patrick underscore Canelo on most all social media. Also, I'm just going to talk like this and get quieter and quieter the entire podcast, and then I'll whisper my social security number. <laughs> Seven, <laughs> two, one. We also have R uh, five. <laughs> we also have uh, the venerable uh, Ken Rollo. Uh, Ken Rollo, please, uh, please give out your socials, maybe your home address. This is Ken Rollo coming to you from Tangential Giants. You can find me across the internet at Ken Rollo. That's right, at Ken Rollo on Instagram, Twitter, and Vine. He is the Dean Gray of this podcast. <laughs> Sexy redhead, I'm on board for that. I Just mean, base, basic, basic name, basic name, oh, bitch. Gotcha. Getting yeah, railed by enough. a Canadian and and uh, <laughs> a they, personality American. If they were just a thruple, it would solve so many things. Yeah, okay. they are. I now. mean, that's I that know. is that's that's what yeah, they are now. I'm just saying. You, okay, we should have thought of this years ago. Say it though. You can't. Yeah, that's fair. Say it. You just have to make sure all the best are just heavily imply yeah. it. The original uh, creator of the show, uh, Cream Anderson. Uh, give us over your socials. Maybe one of those uh, thousand we- megawatt smiles. Yeah, here we go. Uh, I'm at Minehead1 on Twitter, Instagram, and everywhere else. I am a fan of this podcast. I love producing it. <laughs> so you could find me pretty much on every pod. And our wonderful guest tonight. Uh, what, can, can I? Are we? How are we introducing you tonight? Uh, you can introduce me as Dixon. I like Perfect. to go by Dixon, but I, my name is Ken Dixon. Uh, I also go by Optimus Dixon from Xbox. I also go by Hand of Fate as my gaming tag, uh, my gamer tag from uh, Tabletop Marvel Gaming, Snap. which is Marvel Step and uh, the outrageously awesome Hero Clicks, where my claim to fame is uh, I top aided 
top eight it, I guess, made top eight at a convention. And I also was the only person at the time, I'm not sure now, that also won fellowship in that same tournament. So at the, at, that's my claim to fame at the moment. Besides newspaper articles and things like that. And the uns, and I mean, and you know, all the lap dances you give out at conventions and stuff, right? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. Just, yeah. But those those were free at a time, so just, I don't know if anybody uh, cares about that. Just cheek. Booty sweat, Dixon, oh, showing up again. Booty sweat. And I'm JPG. Uh, you can follow me at Speaker JPG. Uh, that has my link tree. I am a pop culture educator and consultant, and uh, I am a tabletop RPG uh, uh, actor and voice and producer as well too. Um, okay, very now, accomplished. Now, now I'm done. Could you could you also say aficionado? Uh, aficionado. Like, it's just fun to say. Just go with it. It, it. it is a good word. Aficionado is a good word. You know what else is a good word? Gallivanting. Gallivanting Ooh. is a good word. Yeah, gallivanting like is strong. Yeah. Trapesing is also a good word. I like trapesing. Ooh, trapesing. Yeah. So. Maybe we should traipse into the topic for today, gentlemen. Uh, Wait a pounce on a moment. Black you Panther meander two. Over this topic. <laughs> oh, I love a good meander. Let's <laughs> saunter our way over there. All right. So, uh, like I said, <laughs> we. <laughs> I, I don't have the hips for that. Are you just going to vogue up now? Why do you invite me onto this? I don't understand. <laughs> I know it's 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 uh, it's painful. It's yeah, to say the least. No. It's painful jocularity. <laughs> no, I mean I, I have a, obviously that too. I think we have great pods when you're on, so I, I want to keep you, you on for this one. I think if you hated I, Filipinos because of me, I'd be like, yeah, fair. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bad experience. I had a bad experience. Damn it. <laughs> uh, new no, okay, so dating sites. <laughs> let's get into. God damn it. Let's get into the movie recap and then we can go from there. Okay. So, I mean, who's, who's the last person in this pod to have seen it? Uh, Cause we will reference their memory. Uh, probably. I mean, Ken is pedantic, so he pro- probably already has it stored, but I think Pat, you're the last person to have seen it. Right. Yeah, probably. I saw it in the last three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we will let you start off with the recap, and oh, we will God. jump in. Yeah, because I'm yes. great at those. All right. <laughs> well, I mean, you can keep it short. Plus, you're All drinking. Right. This is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Black Panther two. Um, so movie opens with I, I don't even know how to describe it. Basically, with Shuri, um, who is the sister of T'Challa trying in a lab trying to find a cure for her brother who is passing away from some unnamed disease um it'll be revealed later what she was actually trying to do in the lab but as she is trying to come up with some sort of cure way to to help him she's being told to go spend time with him before he passes and he passes away before she can do anything she was about to try one more um one more cure to see if it would work on him. He passes away before then, and then we move to the funeral for T'Challa. Um, yes, go ahead. I think it should be noted, like, what she's trying to do, her solution is to try and recreate the heart-shaped herb that was Yeah, we were going to get to that later yeah. when they, they reveal that in the movie. That's what I, that's, Pat was saying, like, that it's later revealed. Because he's technically right. They don't show you what she's trying to do. No, it says uh, the heart-shaped herb. They... I'm fairly. No, it I just mean, keeps saying. It keeps saying whatever she's doing is failing. Okay. Do they say the heart shape? I, yeah, I figured she, it out she, later on. She tries to reprint. She's like, go uh, ahead and start printing it. It. it I'm sorry, yeah. Dixon. Mm-hmm. I think she. I think uh, whatever the computer's name is, yeah. the AI said something to the effect of she was only at twenty six percent of mm-hmm. her solution, and so right. I don't think they. It's... I don't think they said the heart shape herb. 26% of the time it works every time. It's Griel, yeah. right? Is it Griel Grio. or Griel? Yeah, yeah it, uh, played so by... It's G-R-I-O-T, uh, but it's pronounced Griel. Yeah, uh, played by Trevor Noah uh, from The Daily Show, or formerly The yes. Daily Show, yeah. as of this recording. Yeah. yeah. Is he left already? I didn't even know that. Dang. He uh, just think, left, yeah. Yeah, like Look, a week man, and a half, two weeks ago. If, if Dua Lipa told me to do anything, I would just listen to her, okay? It's a fair point. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Sounds about right. Yeah. 
He's he's gonna go full coming to America. Hop on one leg. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a, big, a big dog. A big dog. Keep going, Pat. <laughs> I can't anymore. All right. We uh, no, no with the barking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we go from T'Challa's death to a a a, a pretty striking funeral with a lot of intense music and dancing um it's really well shot and well done and you're kind of seeing it through shuri's perspective and she is kind of hit a wall when it comes she doesn't know what to do with herself anymore it's pretty clear like she's her the, the grief has overtaken her and she just kind of has fallen to pieces it, it goes from that to um they're basically walking um t'challa's body through the city and it ends where his uh, body in the casket is going to be picked up by the ship. And um, I, I'm not sure what the barrel ride is, but that's going to occur. And if memory serves, I think Sherry kind of stops them from taking it up for a second. She finally breaks mm-hmm. um, down a bit. Um, her mother uh, pulls her back. And then we, I think, I want to say we move six months ahead. Yeah. Yes. I think it's, uh, is it six months or one year? It's one year. Maybe it's a year. I believe it's a is year. It a year? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So at this point, we're a year later, um, and I, I'm bad with names, and I did not look up beforehand, uh, but Sherry's mother is basically now uh, ruling Ramonda? Wakanda. Uh, Queen Ramonda. Queen Ramonda. Thank you. Yeah. Is Is running Wakanda at this point. And Sherry has kind of just cordoned herself off in her lab and her work. Um, I believe this is the point where Queen Ramonda goes to the UN um, and basically tells them to stop trying to mess with with Wakanda and Wakanda's vibranium supply. And we'll simultaneously seeing um, people break in to a Wakandan lab to steal vibranium, but it is a trap. um, And those are people are captured. I believe they were French. Pretty sure they were French. 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 Yeah, you know, great pate, not good at the military stuff. So <clears throat> do what you can do. Um, Careful, and... I'm 5% French. Those, okay. those 5% angry. Those cheese eating surrender French. monkeys. Congratulations. <laughs> what a cookie. Also, also the, French. In, in the, in the, the French in this particular scenario are bad. Yeah, yeah they're that. literally trying to break in and steal. Uh, yeah, that's unfortunately. Congratulations on being five percent run. Yeah, well, I'm more than that, but we'll talk about that later. That's fair. Queen Ramonda yeah. has them brought in. Has has the the French um, strike team brought in in front of the UN and basically hands them over and as a warning, like don't try this again or it won't be so nice next time. All right, anybody want to jump in? Yeah, I wasn't. When the first time watching it, I didn't realize that they were the French because I just kind of always associate that type of colonial mindset with Americans. And but it's also like the French have a fair amount of like burn to bear with that, but they don't get acknowledged for it a lot. Like there's if you look at a lot of Southeast Asian um colonization, oh. the French are right there. So Vietnam acknowledges what... it. Don't you worry. Vietnam no, no, acknowledges I, it. Yeah. But I think that overall we, we kind of we lose sight of that sometimes by comparison yeah. to our own sins as you know Americans. And so that was kind oh. of an, We'll we'll get to what the Americans are doing in about five minutes. They're they're yeah. they're they are just as bad, if not worse. I just was saying like the first time I, I saw that, I anticipated anticipated it being them right, with right. Toby Ziegler and him be the one, but it ends up being her. Who's the, of course she's beating uh, Queen Ramonda's being uh, badgered by the French delegate, I guess mm-hmm. or heckle. I don't know. Which the, the and it basically boils down to give us vibranium. We want vibranium. Yes. Um, up, can guys. I get that one more time, but more French? Oh, 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 oh. there you go. See, I, Perfect. I, I, and the worst, maybe is that, is all right. <laughs> he he five percent laughed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got a French dog um, here. Maybe it was my own perception of it, but that scene was less about give me the vibranium as much as it was. We're afraid of what you might do with it. That that seems yeah. to be at least what she was saying was like if we if we had it we would go to like we we're not dangerous we would be with it we can't allow you to be to have it by yourselves as well because so we're the afraid of if, was to steal it solution was 
give me the <laughs> yes that was the solution basically uh, I, yeah i do you know like one of the big themes that that comes out of uh you know it it really drives home um is well we've we've talked about two scenes that that really like um like an, encompass a theme for the whole film itself right like it is the idea of how far should our culture evolve um, because, you know, once we find out, just uh, just said uh, how Ken had mentioned, you know, like once we find out about the heart shade herb and then building it synthetically through science on top of uh, building new weapons that are looked down upon in the scene when the uh, like when those like special forces guys come in. Yeah, um, it, it's very much this. Yes, we need to progress, but you're progressing too fast. Like, respect the old ways, this is what, and it's heavily implied that this is what uh, uh, T'Challa would have done, right? Yes, he wanted to be progressive, but he still would have kept that tradition, <clears throat> as opposed to Shuri is trying to just just launch us into the future at this point. Yeah, it, it, it very much comes across throughout the entire film that Shuri wants nothing to do with tradition and, and is just purely of a scientific mind. And that that is everything she does. Anytime she butts up against Wakandan traditions, it, it, she she chafes under them. Everything well, comes I mean, back to get me in the lab. I also wonder if like her, her views and tradition are a bit skewed because it hasn't really worked out for her. And as we progress through the breakdown of this movie, you see by following old, old ways, she keeps losing everything. Or, t- or she can blame losses on the on, on these traditions, so to speak. Yeah, not following science. Well, I think there's something to that. I I also think she's just she's like she's the new MCU futurist as well. Like she she's in that kind of role at this point. So everything she's doing is improvement and advancement, and we all know how well that goes after watching Iron Man. So saves the know. world. How dare you! after he puts it in danger hey you can't save it if it isn't in danger right pat come on Uh, that's a fair point it's a fair point (laughs) what are you pharmaceutical company suddenly (laughs) (laughs) who wants to pick up where pat left off i mean it uh, do we want to touch base where we to speak to the morning that's kind of felt as i mean that's 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 the basis of the whole film to a certain degree too is like just dealing with the morning and loss of t'challa and also still feeling what that essentially how that's affected the blip and how that affected the world we are now living in. Well, we'll get into that as we like kind of question a lot of, I mean, I had some questions for that kind of stuff. No, I'm just saying, I feel like we should get through the recap and then we can go back and be like, Hey, these are the things. (laughs) Come on, Ken, come back. Come back, buddy. (laughs) Okay. So moving us forward in the recap, I think what comes next is uh, Queen Ramonda trying to get Shuri through the stages of grief by having her. Uh, I think. Burn I think the Namor scene is next first, robe. isn't it? No, I, yeah, I think. Which one? Before we Namor's before... Namor's encounter with the U.S. and Lake Bell and oh, that whole ship stuff right. is first. It's like so, a cut to poison ivy. Yes. <laughs> so basically, we cut to somewhere in the Atlantic, I believe. Um, Gener- off... General Atlantic land. Yes, and we have a ship out there, and I believe they have a scientist and some other person uh, flying in to kind of oversee this underwater project. Uh, they get up on the boat, uh, upon the boat, uh, kind of start directing everybody. They're underwater; we don't know how far, pretty far deep. Uh, they have a machine that they're looking for that they, uh, I guess, can dig up adamantium out of, I mean, uh, vibranium out of the ground under. How dare you? Under the water. Unobtainium. My apologies. It was mainly the the pro, the the purpose was to locate it because the yeah, dig, it like they no, tried no, they were digging to, for it. Yeah. Well, they, well, they, they, they had to locate it. The, the machine. No. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, it's like the, cru- yes. the crux. The crux of it is the machine is able to, to detect it, and up until this point, Correct. unless you were Wakandan, there was no process to find vibranium. Correct. And that's that's the 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 digging it up is definitely key, like because they're trying to gain yes. it. But that's going to tie into who made this machine and the who was able to detect Correct. it was our future. So sorry, I want to clarify. Yes, <clears throat> no, no, very, very good. Thank you. Uh, so uh, then we start seeing, I guess, on the in the distance, there's a couple of heads that pop out of the water. There's this cool like siren uh, singing I, voice thing that kind of entrances people. Go ahead. 
I want I just want to pause here because one of the most striking things in this film to me was the music. Like yeah. that uh, music was amazing. Um, and this is kind of the first scene where I, you notice it obviously in the funeral scene. It's very intense, but this is the first one where it the way they do this siren scene and kind of the siren song, because what's happening is is basically people are appearing from the ocean and they start singing and people start jumping overboard. Mm-hmm. Um, and just that deaths, entire, presumably. Yeah. or, or, you know, just a really cold bath, whatever. I think they die. I, I don't know. I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see him die on screen. Well, I know. Fair enough. I could, I uh, could have been with you on that too. And until what we see what happens with the helicopter as it tries yes. to escape. Cause like, okay. <laughs> so they're just, they're just like, Hey, they don't get out of here. Survive. Like, no, no, there was, there was no way. Yeah, no, they're there. all dead. like, they made that very clear. <laughs> Yeah, to, to Ken's point, uh, as uh, I believe it's Lake Bell and one other person that's in the room with her, put on uh, earplugs to kind of block that out. Uh, we see them trying to leave on a plane to you know kind of report back what's happening, that they're being under Weird attack. Weird they had earplugs. Yeah, no, that would be... Weird that they had earplugs? No, that, no, that would be in a basic standard. Kit. Yeah. yeah. Why, why? No one else had them? Because remember, no. they all didn't hear the siren song well, at the same they, time. They Suddenly had them, are... they didn't know to... They didn't know to grab them. Okay. So okay. anytime you have, uh, you're in an area where. But a basic hold on, a basic firing. kit of what though? I mean, let the marine tell you. Yeah, I was gonna. <laughs> well, it's like I'm, uh, I'm, I'm like I'm sandwiched in between the people who would actually know about this stuff. Right. <laughs> I only do it on a civilian basis, and a lot of the stuff I own is illegal. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hear any of that. That individual giant does not support. Uh... <laughs> Fully support that. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, with an artillery unit, we had uh, ear protection hmm. all the time, which makes sense. That was part of the okay. the the general gear. I'm assuming she, she's she's was, not I was artillery never deployed. Though. Right. Let me. I'll finish that thought. Uh, uh, I'm assuming since they're doing live fire uh, situations that they're going to have some type of uh, gear there, but it could just be a plot device so that they're not easily uh, taken over and and that scene ending very quickly. Fair enough. Uh, so they're up in the helicopter trying to leave. Uh, a figure comes and grabs, basically grabs the helicopter by the tail, flings it in the ocean, and we go straight back to Wakanda. It's also interesting because she says that it's it's not like over her comms when she's trying to get word out. She says it's not the Wakandans. She's like, no, this is not the same. It's not who we th- thought it was. It makes it clear. She, yeah, she tries yeah. to make it clear, but it's we. I don't know if we ever know if that transmission got through. Like out of I, the whole movie, we don't kind of get any clarity on that. Assume it got through. I think we can assume it got through, and um, they just ignored it. Well. But as we get further on, when we have, I mean, we do know that there is a player who's going to be introduced later on and they are still in mass. The government is acting as if that was likely Wakanda who took out that ship, not widespread information to everyone. But we do have at least one higher up who's pulling some punches because she knows that there's other stuff on the way. Like she she has her own intel. But as far as like the mass intel, they're kind of blaming the Wakandans. If well, I, it's, if, it's, if, I'm, it's, if, it's, if I'm misremembering, I think no. I think you're very. I think you're right. I think the issue is that uh, everything is black ops essentially for both Wakanda, for uh, what what is the group called from the Namor's uh, tribe or clan or Hello, people? Telotan or Telecon? Telecon uh, or something. Telecon, uh, is, telecon. The the, is the name of the city. Telecon. Yeah. Unless I don't think they have what, a. What are the what, what are the people called? Uh, Just what. Fish people, fish people. That's <laughs> not so whatever they are. They, they are, no, no. and then they're technically Atlanteans. They are the Taliban. They, nope. they are no, not they're Atlanteans. Atlanteans. They're not Atlanteans. Yeah, but, well, well, not in the MC. They're technically Atlanteans, yeah. but they're not, not called Namor. Atlanteans in this. So I think they're Telokonians. No, they're the whatever they are. Inhabitants of Telokon. Yeah. Right, but they, yeah. whatever they, they are. They are the Talokan. They are that is the, the term right. for their people. But the Talokanians okay. is my point. They're like they don't need to it's, uh, Vancouverians. No, like that. Yeah. yeah, they're just the Talokan. Well, and the like U.S. Lego. I mean, because what the U.S. was doing well, was you know was I, technically I'm a illegal anyway. I like Doctor Who. So I mean, I, what I'm saying is that I don't think there was any mass reporting on this. It wasn't like a news 
outlet saying like, oh, you know, this ship of Americans was under attack. Like, cause, because what they were doing was technically black ops. Like they're not going to release that information. So even if the, the comm got out that it, you know, it was the uh, Wakandans, they weren't going to tell the, the world what they were doing in order to be attacked by the Wakandans. So everybody hasn't said anything about it. Wakandan, like Canadian from Canada. <laughs> it's still here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now we're back to, uh, a very moving scene between uh, yeah. mother and daughter is about getting over grief. Uh, and they're kind of out on, it looks like a beachfront and they're talking about uh, the mom or I, I guess Shiri, you know, kind of asks, you know, what does she believe in? What does the mom believe in? How does she get over it? And, you know, the mom gives her this heartfelt speech. And even at the end of it, she was like, yeah, I still don't believe that. So I'm, I'm not going to get over it the same way as you are, if, if ever. Yeah. And they're interrupted by the first appearance of, Namor. Namor. Yes. Namor. It's cool as shit. Uh, and he comes and he comes up with a threat, basically. Well, more an offer and a threat. That's a threat. <laughs> it was really it's just a, a polite threat. threat. Polite you threat? do this or something bad yeah. happens. But if it's you shame if you lost his speech yours. happen. It is an interesting dialogue because he, he starts out with kind of a a respectful amazement. And he's like, this, mm-hmm. you know, this. The city is amazing. The water is so clean. The air is pristine. And then, like, as the conversation shifts, because she's like, I'm not giving you, like, I'm not accepting your off-putting Brett. nature. Also made like, him- I, I'm, I, well, because even when he's just talking, he's like, no, I'm not in the habit of, of uh, repeating myself. And she's like, I'm not giving you any leeway here. Answer the damn question. And then he's like, then he's like, oh, I'm, you know, a kokukan. And he goes into his whole thing. And then it's an interesting shift where he tries to, I don't know. I he tries to position it as if he's he's not as dangerous as he is, he could be, I guess. And he's, then he shifts it very quickly. It's like, all right, fine, let's play this hand. Which and I think I think it's important. Like they obviously have changed the backstory of Neymar, you know, the way this movie is as laid out, which we'll we'll touch on, but it still felt like Neymar to me. Still felt like him just because it was that like, I'll be friendly. Oh, you want to be friendly? Oh, you go fuck yourself. All right, we'll do it that way then. We'll see. And that's what I wonder if we all perceived it as a threat when he's just laying out a fact. Like he's saying like how strong he is. And I think that, that's that, how that's... he would. Yeah, this right. is not. This is just a well, fact. That, that's a threat. If I have to tell you how strong I am after negotiating with you, that's a but threat. If I have to tell you I saying have he... more soldiers than blades of grass, then that means I have numerical superiority in my means of uh uh not insulting and uh uh you know what i'm talking about ken when i want to uh impress you but intimidate you yeah i i don't think anybody can argue that this was more vinegar than it was honey right no no that's yeah. it, I, I, so I, what i'm saying is i want to know if we're, if we're perceiving it even though he's again stating a fact like he didn't say i'm going to kill you he's just saying we we outnumber you I think, you know, I, I think um, there are varying with levels to threats, right? Agreed, like, and agreed. I think, and, and you know, with with that in mind, right? I think especially when you are in these high, in, in these high pressure situations, seen as somebody who is higher class or a noble or something like that, right? Like there is, there, there is a very thin line between diplomacy and, and threats. Yeah. And I think if you don't say it perfect, you know, there's that pressure to say it, to say what you mean, right? We, in that scene, we get, we get the failure of royalty from both sides because there's a failure to listen and there's a failure to understand. There's even a failure to, to outright just do basic human things like introduce yourself. Yeah. And so I think when, uh, I think when you're at that level, Diplomacy and threats, they're just its two sides of the same coin. You can flip it to whatever. Yeah, agreed. And I think we have to remember politics by different means. Mm -hmm. I think we have to remember also for Neymar, as we find out, he is viewed as a god. He has been the god of his people. So there's not a lot of him used to hearing anything but yes. Gods don't mince words. Yeah, like I don't. As you said, it may come across as a threat, but it is a fact. I am this powerful. 
I can do whatever I want. And basically what he does is he brings the machine that was tracking the vibranium and tells uh, Shuri and Queen Ramunda, you have like a week or uh, some set amount of time to bring me the person that made this machine and we will take care of them. And then you and I can live in peace. And if they ever come for us or they come for you, we'll be right there and support you. Um, because uh, I, don't said, I don't know if he added this. I don't know if he yeah, added the support line. I don't remember the support Shira. part. Yeah. That no, he basically said, just like, if, you know what? You're there. He says you're if they, you're there if, to protect if, us by way of mutual destruction. Like, right. He's like, I'll just yeah. destroy you with everyone else. And at least that's the vibe I got from him. Just, well, I, I think he basically said, if, if they, if we find, if they come for us, we're blaming you. Yeah. Mm. And, at, well, and it came across very much like we can be an ally or we can be an enemy. And if you yeah. don't do this, we will consider you an enemy. Agreed. Yeah, agreed. The velvet glove over the iron fist, which then gets us to some pretty interesting. I mean, I I enjoyed this banter back between uh, Okoye and um, and Shuri, uh, the back and forth because they go on their little side mission to go pick up um, oh, the creator. Uh, uh, the cre- first, first Riri off, Williams. The, before we go there, though, uh, Riri, yeah. um Ramonda talk to Okoye first because Okoye wanted to take the princess with her and she told her don't and we're not even there yet yeah no well, we're not, we we still have to have we still have to have Shuri reach out to Everett Ross to see like hey uh, where could the, I'm sorry I'm being pedantic but that's my role I know but no 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 it's not that it's just anytime Everett Ross is going to get mentioned I'm just going to go uh, oh do we not do we not like Everett Ross I like Everett Ross. Yeah. Um, here's I the thing. Everett the, Ross. The fact, the, the fact of the matter is, is I got a token white in this <laughs> film, right? <laughs> like, that's their pet. He is very loyal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loyal to a fault. And especially ones that actually are doing their best. And so right. it, on, on the, to that fact, though, she, she reaches out to him and he as best he can as as much as he doesn't want to violate his his own like rule like his own obligations he also gives them enough information to be like hey this is who you know you might have to look over here for this person this is where to go and so that also laid seeds because we're going to have him and another player come in and play their role within the story too so i just Hold on. Wanted- you you said Shiri reached out wasn't it Aquaya that like caught him on his run i think that she- i thought it was Shuri, Shuri and Aquaya Right. Yeah. Okay. Both of them. Both. Yeah. And then okay. so, yeah. And then as part of the mission to go to decide to go to uh, find Riri, then Okoye is like, "Hey, I'm gonna go here," and she's like, "No, don't take my daughter because my life sucks. Everything else is dead. Let's don't do that. I need that. I need my life. Don't do this." Well, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't want to. Like, she doesn't nah, lose her nah, last child. Basically. Yeah. Exactly. No. Well, and she said. Well, I mean, Okoye is doing what, what I think was understandable is that you you guys need to start living and this is a small step in you know getting out of wakanda yeah. and and doing something other than well, hiding in the lab and wallowing yeah you could have went on vacation to haiti instead but uh we'll you know there. going into the lion's den may not have been the best thing well i mean it's awesome you're, pick, you're picking up uh you're picking up a, a student like didn't seem like it was gonna the be lion's that dangerous den of chicago but also, I, I do want yeah, to. You're really picking up a student whose life has been threatened by a mystery person who got into your uh, hidden kingdom without your knowledge. At that Wait, point, there's a, but, an X factor going on. But the X factor said, "The X factor said, I'm going to let you do. I want you to do this. I'm not going to get in your way." Yes, but if you notice later on in the movie, they did get in their way. Because Atuma and Nomura attacked them instead of saying, "Oh, you got him. We're all we're on the same team. We'll take him from you. We'll we'll gladly accept you giving them to us." Nope, would they attack them straight on? Well, because they were defending her. Remember, the goal was to kill her. Right, but no, no, no. Before they had a chance to def- to defend her, they attacked. They no. shot the, the car. The, the 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 U.S. the whatever. Agency was tracking or started attacking. Yeah, the, the... right. They're chasing them, but up on the the water bomb that hit them, hit the car. That's what flipped hit the everybody. car. Everybody. Yeah. yeah. Yes. 
Yes, but also they we are back. we are jumping ahead though because there it's ahead, w- one thing before going too far because I want to get there is that mm-hmm. even even saying that you know you said bristling you know that that Shuri's wallowing, she has lost her. I mean, in the span of five years, five six years, she's lost her father and her brother, both both rel- close relatives and her king like that's these are world shattering things that happened and i i forget if shuri was snapped by the blip it's it's one of those things i that's believe she was snapped yes. i believe it was too so, so there's it's also not, that it's not even five years for her it's like for her exactly. it's two three yeah and so like to say that she's wallowing i feel is it's a rough <laughs> thing to, because mourning the loss of all these people in her life is a lot to take on it's a lot to take on for an adult it's a lot to take on for a child and i say child and that she's you know under 20 and i think all of us now all of us call anyone who's under 20 a child as we're all you know geriatric millennials or gen xers um so that there's that that kind of mindset like that's a lot to deal with so it's like i don't want to say she's wallowing she's definitely like not processing the best and she probably needs to talk to somebody but that's I just I just think that in the discussion of mourning that we're having here about how this, the character's feeling to say wallowing is can I bristle against it is the best way to put it. But um, well, she's stuck in the one uh, and I can't remember if it's Piaget or Yoon, but she's stuck in one of the five stages of grief. And after denial is anger and she's stuck in anger. I mean, it's a good it's a good fit. I, I, she's stuck in science. Then then <laughs> I will I will recheck that. I apologize for my work. No, choice, no, it's, it's it's just something I, I want I want to discuss because it's yeah. it's worth, no, no, you're it's you're absolutely right. If we're going to be talking about grief. We should uh, be cognizant of, of how we describe it. So uh, I do. I just I, I felt like Okoye was trying in her own way to get the process of of uh, I wouldn't say healing, but at least acceptance and and, and kind of moving, moving forward stages, with your yeah. life started. Akoya yeah. was looking so. out for a friend. She basically said, like, you need to get out. You're just sitting. You're withdrawn from everyone. You literally don't answer anyone's calls. Like, you you need to get out. And, and mm-hmm. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was just going to mention, too. I also think we have a scene there, too, with the queen and the rest of the council of Wakanda. So we have mm-hmm. the Jabari there as well. I think it, that's kind of where we are in the in the discussion. Like, with the uh, as they, they discuss, like, wait, someone made it through our borders and that. Like also we have yes, Umbaku correct. return and we have him with his carrot like, with his carrot because he's <laughs> a vegetarian. I love oh. that. <laughs> so it's like that's yeah, another he... two. It's like there are people. There are there is a, a family. There's a network of people there trying to help uh, Shuri and others deal with those transitions and deal with their emotions as best as possible. And I, she, she's, gonna, she's kind of well, like I'm gonna bulking pause, at pause. I'm going to pause you there when you say family. Because that is I, not yeah. like Mbaku may care, but that is a political entity that you are viewing there. And yeah. part of this is show the council, of yeah. yeah, the council is basically looking at Queen Ramunda going like, what are we going to do? What are you going to do? It, 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 I don't think we should sub that in as like, oh, they. I'm sure they do care about Sherry, but that is a political entity. And they are looking to like, what are you going to do to fix this so we can trust you as a leader? That's, very, that's very, a yeah. very different conversation. Absolutely. Well, I think it's also I, I, a conversation. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jason. No, no, no. Go for it, please. I was going to say that I think there's a conversation that's undercurrent there about the reliance on the Black Panther as far as security is concerned. While they have, you know, top-notch security and stuff like that, what do you do when somebody, something gets beyond that uh, and you have to worry about, you know, the fail-safes? Like, you could rely on T'Challa to be like, all right, well, I'm personally going to put on the suit and I'm going to go take care of this guy. When you don't have that as as your failsafe, if you've gotten across the invisible uh, shields and under the water and things like that, who, what do you turn to? Like, who's going to stop this guy? And I think what, I think they were quietly asking that too. I, I think, especially like this is just a credit to Winston Duke in general, um, uh, as as the as the character is. I every time he was on screen, I felt as if um, Mbaku was fighting giving a hug to the people that he was trying to take care of right yeah. i think he like it, the entire time there was there was this caring and wisdom that 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 was so just like perfectly balanced on like a pin needle you know and and the whole time it was just you could see the conversation going from well i'm a diplomatic entity and i have to tell you this to 
I understand where you're coming from and I would have made the same choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, and he like the balance that he plays it with is something that we just don't, I just don't think we uh, like, you know, the like critics are looking hard enough in Marvel films for these types of moments. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is something he showed in the last movie as well. I mean, after having rescued T'Challa and kind of showing that like, you know, he's not just some guy to uh, kind of, I guess, burst his way into, into power. He was, he's like, Hey, I want to do this for a reason. Like, and these are my reasons and this is what we're trying to do. And then, you know, as the movie progresses in the first one, you realize that he he's an ally. It was never, you know, kind of a, a takeover situation. And in this one, he's remains an ally, but with, you know, some, some wisdom behind that he gets to talk more about. I, I would even argue calling it like a softness, right? There is a, there is a certain mm-hmm. softness that comes from M'Baku that, that makes him so compelling. And uh, this is one of the issues that I had with uh, with the film itself. And it's not an issue. It's a nitpick about narrative because this is what I hoped was going to happen. And as a nerd, just take this with a grain of salt, right? I don't think it should have been just Shuri that was the Black Panther. I agree. I think that if there would have been like, okay, a Black Panther for military strategy, a Black Panther for uh, diplomatic strategies, a Black Panther for like quieter ops, uh, a black and and having the ability to instead of it just being one person, having it be a council of Black Panthers, because we've already seen you can have multiple suits. We've already seen, you know, like this, there's, there's, there's this move, there's this like natural ebb and flow back and forth in their culture about, hey, like this next person could just be the Black Panther. To have a council of Black Panthers, I think would have served better with the narrative that they were chasing, but that's, but I I can, but, but if somebody calls me dumb for that opinion, I also understand them calling me that. Yeah. It's it's I, I, I would defend you on that. I don't, I don't think it's dumb, but I think for where I personally think this is going to go, they could not do that. Because I think we're, I, I think this is set up where time travel is about to punch us in the face, guys. Yeah, I mean, that's... Uh, again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Quantumania! Okay, you know what? Don't, don't put Kareem on his, on his soapbox about Ant-Man anymore, okay? <laughs> <laughs> He was the one. He's the one that connects the whole universe. I knew it.